three, two, one, and we're live. Welcome to another episode of Hot Coffee Consulting. Actually, our first episode of Hot Coffee Consulting Roundup, where Matt and I will be taking you through uh, some of the recent events, news, uh, articles and topics uh, within data and technology and providing our analysis and opinion on a fortnightly basis. So welcome Matt. Thanks Valence, how are you? Very well, very well, very good, good. indeed. I'm excited about this new format. Same, looking forward to it. Lots of interesting topics to cover. So. Yeah, so we picked out two uh, topics from the last couple of weeks. Um, one is uh, about the third party data ecosystem, whether or not that's in decline or whether it's in growth, because there seems to be some contradictory evidence in the market. Um, so we'll talk about that first, uh, and then we'll go on to talk about uh, a couple of thought pieces around ID management, uh, ID consortiums, and whether or not we can rely upon a future state within which Google, Amazon, Apple, and Facebook all work together uh, to create a uh, combined identity solution. So let's dive straight in and talk about the third-party data ecosystem. Uh, a really interesting article uh, that was put out, I think last week by AdExchanger, that basically said, uh, the third-party data ecosystem is forging ahead despite uh, privacy concerns, uh, despite concerns over quality, and is actually up 17.5% uh, year on year. That, when I put it out on LinkedIn, was met with some contradictory evidence and opinion, uh, mostly coming through, I think, the CMO survey and uh, some recent events across the data uh, ecosystem with some layoffs uh, in Oracle, with some restructuring, uh, within Load Me and other data exchange businesses, which hopefully we'll have a little bit of time to talk about. But before we do, what's your take on this, Matt? Third-party data, up or down? Interesting. So according to that CMO survey that you mentioned, 68.8% uh, of marketers are saying that they actually continue using third-party data or, or pull back. And I think it's really interesting because that stat kind of adheres with exactly probably how the market was using data post GDPR. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the key narratives were GDPR hits, yep, we can handle this, we're, we're you know, prepared, we'll continue using third-party data. Well, the opposite side is actually, we're not sure what to do, you know, we don't want to get fined millions of dollars, so we're going to pull back. So that's that kind of consistently works with, I, from what I believe, how people using data in market, which is really interesting. I also think personally that the perception around third-party data is that there are issues, okay? It's not a clean ecosystem. There are issues with privacy, clearly. Uh, there are issues in quality control and verification. And I think that if you ask a CMO whether or not they were investing heavily in third-party data, I think that you would uh, get a, a very different result in terms of their claimed behavior versus what potentially is happening on the trading floor and at the trading level. That's just a personal opinion and they you know, don't reference that in the stats. Um, but it's also interesting to hear you talk about the general data protection regulation and the impact that that's had uh, in Europe uh, particularly. This is obviously uh, a report that talks mostly about the US uh, data exchange uh, and data ecosystem. And so they may, you know, yet, see some of this uh, you know, hitting their market in terms of growth and, and decline. Uh, you know, we can see here uh, one of the uh, quotes in the piece, uh, 
uh, basically references the fact that you know the the major privacy regulation um, in the U.S. Uh, the California uh, law uh, that's being passed uh, potentially hasn't yet hit. And a quote from Orchid Richardson, who's VP and Managing Director of the IEP Data Center of Excellence, effectively says, uh, we took our cues from what happened with GDPR implementation, so we know how to move forward in 2020 to be a little bit smarter. And would you agree with that? Do you think that these data businesses, they're restructuring, they're rethinking about how they uh, operate, collect data, et cetera, to be more compliant? I think that's a really interesting point made from you know th that quote is that you know moving forward third-party data providers are definitely going to have to be smarter in their approach mm -hmm. i think you know just looking at this third party from my perspective is always going to you know going to be needed you know in order to actually enhance what marketers are doing you know from a strategic perspective you know it, it's more about i think how you first party second party and third party work hand in hand the narrative shouldn't be, oh, actually, I'm only using first-party data because don't believe in third-party data or GDPRs hit it, so we're, we're pulling back. I think the smart market is going to be actually saying, right, how do I harness all of these together to actually you know, make my campaign better and understand my customers in more detail? So some really interesting stuff going on there. Um, what, what do you think in terms of you know, the different views that everyone has in the market? Well, I think it's really interesting. Your point is uh, a really good point, just in terms of how third-party data ecosystem, you know, the third-party data ecosystem, it isn't the be-all and end-all, uh, and it should be used in collaboration with and combination with other data assets, with yeah. first-party data sets or second-party data sets. I do see uh, across the industry as a whole uh, an element of tribalism uh, coming into play when we're talking about third-party data. I think that you know people certainly have their own point of view, uh, their own business objectives, their own agenda when it comes to either bigging up or playing down the importance of the third-party data ecosystem or how it's going to continue uh, to survive, to grow, to thrive, um, if that's the direction that it's taking. So what's really interesting to me is to see how people have, I think, certainly set up camp, you know, either you're in a first-party data world uh, and you have data and technology solutions that support uh, principally first-party uh, data execution or you're in a third-party data world and you want to focus on uh, how you can better and improve uh, that environment and I think those camps are starting to become a little bit more combative. I think the reality is just to add is that as well I, you know, I feel like the you know, third-party providers aren't going anywhere. I think GDPR hit you know they evolved and I think as the market evolves and you know more happens in terms of new technology and, and new focuses for marketers, third-party data providers are going to evolve. So I think they still will be there, just maybe a different form, or they will evolve to work in a different way than they do currently. Well, so. that's a really good point, right? Everybody thought that the GDPR was going to hit May 25th, and May 26th, that was going to wipe out the third-party data market. It was, right. you know, apocalyptic predictions of third-party data ecosystem. That doesn't seem to have happened. You know, we do have some evidence and some reports on, you know, whether data providers pulled out of Europe for the time being, whether or not they restructured their business, whether or not they had uh, a few layoffs. Right. You know, I think that, you know, those things are probably all within, uh, you know, what you would call a moderate response to a fairly wide sweeping uh, and, and still uh, quite complex uh, data regulation entering 
into uh, you know Europe, um, but it doesn't seem to be that all of the data uh, third-party data businesses have completely uh, abandoned this market or this no. region. No, definitely not. Okay, so moving on then, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about ID walls, uh, the ID consortiums, Indeed. the best approach to go uh, about building a uh, consistent, persistent um, identity that will help advertisers to better manage their campaigns, their reach, their frequency across uh, all channels and environments, including, of course, uh, the walled gardens. Uh, so shout out to uh, Paul Gubbins, who wrote a really great piece, a uh, thought piece a couple of weeks ago on uh, Google, Amazon, Apple and Facebook and the potential uh, that they may come together at one point in time uh, to build out their own uh, joint venture that would see them connecting IDs across their ecosystems. Uh, and within that article, Paul referenced a number of reasons why we need to move towards this, this new environment. Uh, one of which was uh, the death of the cookie ecosystems that right. I know that you want to talk a little bit about. Um, and so, yeah, let's get cracking on this one. There's a lot of interesting things out there at the moment in terms of IDs. It's definitely the, the hot topic of the, of the moment of the zeitgeist, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I think really interesting article that, that Paul wrote. Um, I think what we're going to end up seeing is this is just my take on it is, you know, you've got this whole, the wall garden approach where these guys are becoming smarter in terms of what they're doing from, you know, user accuracy, cross device. And then you've got companies outside of the wall gardens who are looking at working with independent tech businesses to, to make them smarter from an ID perspective. So, you know, could we see a, an industry where, you know, in a year or two years as we've got, you know, we're back to where we were before, which is the wall gardens versus everybody else, so to speak. So that's, I think that's a really interesting topic to, to be debated. I'm not sure we ever left that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just we've migrated onto an I, the ID side of things now. So it's still there. Yeah. It's just a different, different narrative. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I think that uh, the chance of these huge uh, multinational organizations uh, that you know, effectively operate, operate an oligopoly uh, across the media ecosystem, coming together and working together for the benefit of uh, you know, the ecosystem at large is, 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 is pretty remote. Um, yeah. But I do acknowledge the point that if CMOs were collectively to uh, unionize in a sense and, and, and put pressure on these businesses uh, to work more collaboratively together, then there could be a shift in that position. I actually uh, look more outside of that ecosystem and, and, and think about the ways in which, uh, as you said, tech companies and data companies are coming together uh, to help to support a, a commonality in identity outside of the wall gardens. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting about that is you do have different models emerging there. You have uh, you know, either non-for-profit consortiums like the IAB, uh, ID consortium, you've got um, businesses that are coming together and working uh, collaboratively together to try and solve this problem. So you've got like the Trade Desk ID uh, mm -hmm. consortium, um, if that's what it's called. Uh, and then you have independent businesses like yeah. ID5 uh, that are working uh, you know, mostly on uh, tactical uh, executions, you know, very much focused on the profit incentive, 
to try and drive uh, a better, uh, more efficient, more connected ecosystem. Which of those models do you think is going to win out? It's interesting. I think, I think the, I think some of the independent guys in the long run are, are probably going to get the most traction. Just my my opinion. I think, you know, as you said, although they're for profit organisations, they are you know focused, very focused on actually joining everyone together. So outside of that, those big players within gardens they are keen to get everybody speaking to each other making sure that we all have this you know id solution that you know offers more accurate targeting um, accurate measurement and actually i think that's only a good thing you know at the moment it's you know let's take the data vendors for example you know it's it's not everyone against each other but you know people don't work collaboratively mm -hmm. and i think if we can get you know, independent companies, uh, you know, working with people across the ecosystem, getting them together, getting everyone speaking, then we're only going to be in a better place in the long run. I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that um, not despite the fact that they're profit-seeking businesses, I think because they're profit-seeking businesses, they'll actually have more success in the long run. Definitely. I think that the problem that you tend to have with uh, non-for-profit consortiums uh, that are working for the benefit of, of the industry at large or uh, even conglomerates that have profit incentive and are trying to balance their own individual agenda against uh, you know that of the that of the group uh, you know effectively you know collusion based model they tend to break down and I think and it's a different topic for a different day, but I think you see that in the media ecosystem. You see that with Laplace, you see that with Pangea. Who knows what we're gonna find with Ozone, but my prediction would be that the different agendas of those different businesses, the different politics that are at play, uh, you know, ultimately mean that they break down. And we know that from you know, Econ 101 collusion theory. It doesn't really work very well. You always end up having people that are undercutting, that are trying to find their own way uh, you know, to, to, to get most benefit for their own business. And so I think that most of those things are probably going to uh, fragment and, and, and fall away. Yeah, definitely. And also, just back to the, the topic I was talking about a short while ago, you know, whether it's a profit organisation or not, um, everyone wants to create more accuracy. And if it means increasing match rates between, you know, DSPs, DMPs, whatever it is, you know, companies out there or vendors who are looking to in, you know increase revenue you know looking to offer better targeting to advertisers are only going to want to work closer with these independent ID guys mm -hmm. in order to improve their business um, which in the long run will improve how these you know independent companies can actually you know create unified ids agreed yeah. okay well this has been uh hot coffee consulting roundup hope you've enjoyed watching and we'll be back in a couple of weeks time thank you thanks guys